If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. She thought the baby was dead, so she throws the baby away into the dumpster. Right now at 10 o'clock, a teenage mother is facing charges after her newborn son is found in a dumpster and later dies. A young mother who abandoned her infant inside a dumpster is formally charged with attempted murder. Late New Year's Eve night, police say a teenager placed her newborn son in a dumpster. Employees at a grocery store made a shocking discovery when the body of a newborn baby girl, had to be only a couple days old, was found in the bathroom, in the ladies' bathroom, in a trash can. She allegedly gave birth and then threw her newborn baby away like trash. You know, it's a story as old as time. And I will never understand it. Those are just smidgets, samplings of the hundreds of cases I have prosecuted, investigated, or covered where helpless babies were thrown away like trash. I don't know if you guys remember uh, where two college students, you know, white bread, wealthy suburban families, not only give birth, uh, the the boy and the young lady, the man and the woman, college students, give birth in a hotel room and bludgeon the baby dead. The baby, you, how can you bludgeon a baby and then throw it into the trash dump? The college killers. I mean, it's just... <sighs> but right now, I want to tell you about another story, an unsolved story about a tiny baby girl, baby doe. The hunt for her killer goes on. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. We have a panel like no other today with me, Major Wendell Rayburn out of the Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office. Major Rayburn, thank you for being with us. Cheryl LaPointe, genetic genealogist and founder of Our Roots DNA. Kathleen Terrio, comprehensive victim intervention specialist from the Louisiana 16th Judicial District Attorney's Office. Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Dr. Michelle Dupree, renowned medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, expert 
in forensics at Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, Joseph Scott Morgan, and judge and trial lawyer at AshleyWilcott.com, Ashley Wilcott, Dave Mack. With all of the advancements in DNA, if they can solve the Golden State Killer for Pete's sake, why don't I know who Baby Doe is? Nancy, this dates back to January 24th of 1994. And in the years since then, there have, there's been a massive investigation, and there is some evidence. However, some of that evidence could not be located. And so— Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. You can't locate evidence? Okay, hold on. You know, before I go off on a rant to Major Wendell Rayborn with the Iberia Parish, this is the Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office Major— Major Rayborn, before I go crazy on can't find evidence, I will never forget. I had been in the DA's office in inner city Atlanta, uh, maybe four or five years, and I had advanced to uh, specializing in spree and serial homicides, serial rape, serial child molestation, and arson. And I got called down to the elected DA's office, longest serving DA in the country at the time. I think it was 37 years, Lewis Slayton. He went, Nancy. I'm like, yes, sir. I just knew I had done something wrong, Major Rayburn. I was just waiting. He went, I got a case I want you to look at. He was talking to me from behind his newspaper. And I just assumed that meant something about me, not in a good way. But I just stood there. And he handed me, he, he pointed, pointed to a case file on his desk. I picked up. I went, yes, sir. Major, the case happened before I was in law school. It had been a conviction I uh, went all the way up to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, and you know how they are, living in their ivory tower, kicked it back down, and I got to retry a case I knew nothing about. And not only that, all the evidence I could find, Major, was a um, an x-ray and a baseball cap that said, kiss my bass. Because over the years... It was nobody's fault. The evidence room had moved a couple of times to bigger evidence rooms. Everybody thought the case was over and done with. Who cares about the evidence? It was all gone. However, in this case, you know, the case was never solved. Where's the evidence, Major Rayborn? I'm on your side. Please understand that. But where's the evidence? Well, that's a good question. It was originally not our case. You know, the, uh, the case belonged to Generate PD. In, uh, now, wait a minute, Major. Yes, ma'am. Major, you're brilliant because I love it when the first thing I can say is, well, it's not my case, all right? This was somebody else's case that screwed this up. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Now, whose was it to start with, Major? It was originally Generate PD's case, and they handled it from beginning to end. It was a very uh, highly publicized case. As you can imagine, infant left in a trash can to die. Uh, at a local car wash. Oh, oh! you just gave me chills all over my arms. Yeah, newborn. Hey, before I figure out who messed it up to start with, tell me about finding the baby. What do you know about when they found baby Jane Doe? Well, it really tore that little community apart. I mean, we're talking small country town Hmm. at the time, a major Income from there was the rice. It was the uh, sugar mill, which has since gone away. But mm-hmm. it was a, it was not a big city. It's a small town. You know, one main street. You know, the one light. You know, the one horse type country town you can imagine. But the uh, the local car wash owner was going. To, you know, dump the trash, and in a fifty-five gallon drum, he found an infant. 
that had been placed there the night before. Mm. The chief of police at that time, he took it, uh, he took the case and, you know, he's talking about a police department of three or four guys, but he took it and decided, you know, he was going to put everything he could into it to try to solve that and find out who did this to this infant. Uh, 25 years later, you know, it comes to us and we're trying to regenerate the case and put it back together. And we're going back to a department that had only a couple of people at the time and was in a lot of uh, racial turmoil because the previous chief had involved in a, a shooting and had been removed from office and you had an interim chief in place. Dave Mack, what's it all about? You know, as I was saying, Nancy, when they first reopened the case, this box of evidence was missing. But now after weeks of searching for it, they've recovered the box of evidence and now all of that will be tested. Well, wait, let me ask you a question. Major, what about DNA? DNA was at, at it was baby steps in 94. It was just really getting all Major, you're giving me a memory. Um, I remember the first, mm-hmm. uh, this is a funny, uh, odd story. I remember I must have been in the eighth grade and we had a science book and I remember reading it in class. It was the homework assignment and I had a little bit of time left. I was reading my homework assignment in class and I was flying through it so I could leave that book, that big science book at school, not drag it home. And I stopped because I saw a word and I remember this thought, Major. I thought, you know, one day I'm going to need to know how to say this. And I sat there and sounded it out and wrote it out phonetically, deoxyribonucleic acid. And I remember the whole way home, I said in my head, deoxyribonucleic acid, because one day I'm going to need how to just say that and need to know how to say it right off the tip of my tongue. And lo and behold, I did. The first time I had a DNA case, I had been prosecuting for years, just like you said. That was in its infancy. And I told the uh, lab, (laughs) Joe Scott, you're going to love this, to bring over all the evidence to show to the jury. Well, when they put it up on a poster, it it looked like film from a camera that did not come out correctly. It was just a bunch of dots. I immediately ran up and said, take that down right now. Because the jury was looking at it and thinking, you want me to believe that? I never put that up in front of a jury again. But it's very complicated, or it was at the time. So let me understand, Major. First of all, what was the cause of death on the baby? The baby, the actual cause of death was, uh, she froze to death. She just, uh, she was exposed. Now, we don't really get freezing weather down here often, as you can imagine, the deep south. But that night, it was in the 40s, this infant was laying in a metal trash can. And it just literally, you know, sucked the life right out of her. You know, too, Dr. Michelle Dupree, renowned medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide. So it didn't get below freezing. But, Dr. Dupree, how does that kill an infant, just the elements? Well, Nancy, the infant will start to um, dehydrate, basically. And the body will just gradually begin to shut down. And it continues to do so until it goes beyond repair. Um, and they will just become unconscious and eventually pass away. You know, to Cataline Theriot, comprehensive victim intervention specialist. Cataline, what breaks my heart, the little baby, little baby Jane Doe in that 55-gallon drum was found dead sucking her thumb for comfort. Poor little thing. I just can hardly even say it out loud. Kathleen, I have twins, 
and they were born extremely premature. Lucy was only two pounds. John David was five pounds. And I devoted myself to making them live, survive. They were in bad shape, Cataline. And I'm just thinking about this little girl out there in that 55-gallon drum in the cold, sucking her little thumb for comfort. It breaks your heart. It really does. What do you think, Cataline? Well, and I can say back when it happened, I was employed in Generac because they had a a fruit of the loom mill back then. And uh, it was mostly all women that worked at Fruit of the Loom. And, I mean, that was the talk of the community because, as I said, Generac is a small community, and it brought the community together because it was like they were the only ones that cared about this baby. No one else did. Until today, if you talk to anyone on the streets of Generac, they will remember that baby. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A tiny baby girl, Baby Doe. The hunt for her killer goes on. Major Rayburn, it seems to me that it was a local person, that nobody knew she was pregnant, because you're not... I don't know how close Generette is to a big freeway, but who's going to come into Generette with, and believe me, I came from Bibb County. That's not even in a city, for Pete's sake. Um, our big night was to drive 30 minutes to a Dairy Queen, you know, so there you go. Um, it seems to me this would be a woman that maybe worked at that mill or was too young to work and could get by without being noticeably pregnant. So who would that be who would give birth at home and nobody would know? Someone that did not want to be found out, someone with a motive for not wanting to be known as pregnant. 
and then not have the impulse to kill the baby. That tells me it was definitely a woman because the man would have probably asphyxiated or smothered it. Somebody put it in that drum and leave it. What about that, Major? Well, the theory at at first was a local girl uh, or a local woman who was uh, unexpected pregnancy, hiding it from the parents. I know a lot of tips came in, a lot of calls came in. Uh, I've run the Crime Stoppers office at the time. We got a lot of calls. We passed everything out. But uh, unfortunately, uh, for the chief of police back then, nothing ever worked out for them. They just never could find that one person. And there had to be an accomplice because I don't think somebody that has just delivered an infant is going to be able to drive, you know, walk and place his infant in a, in a trash can. Uh, there, there's more than one person out there. Well, hold on there a minute, Major. There's one woman I know of that gave birth at her prom and then went back out on the dance floor and asked for um, Unforgiven by Metallica to be I played. I there are some determined so women out there. It can't it, it, happen. You know, there's, there's... <laughs> well, what else, if anything, was found with the baby? Uh, I believe there was like a uh, women's undergarment, like a, a, uh, a girdle. You know, obviously she's been trying to wear it. Uh, I think they theorized that's what she did. She used to try to hide her pregnancy, which to me, you know, I, I'm thinking it might have been a larger woman. Well, this is news to me, Ashley Wilcott. Spanks will want to hear about this. There's a girdle strong enough to hold in a pregnancy. That would be a strong girdle. Ashley, help me out while I was filming. I've been filming Oxygen's Injustice with Nancy Grace. It's really hard to go slog through creek beds and up and down the sides of mountains in a pair of boots and a girdle. Let me tell you that, much less hold in a pregnancy. But I I think he's probably right. You know, so first let's hear it about girdles. I know a man had to make those things up, torture chambers. Same guy that made up pantyhose, I guarantee you. But what about this, Ashley? Shouldn't there be DNA on that girdle? Well, that's an important piece of evidence, Nancy, because if they test it, yes, there should be DNA on that girdle. I just have to go backwards a minute and say something that always continues to surprise me. You know I'm on the bench in juvenile court. I see a lot of cases all the time involving children, pregnancies, new babies. What shocks me, Nancy, is the number of young women and older women who no one knows is pregnant, who have hidden it, Nobody realizes it, and then they have a baby, be it in a car or at home or at a friend's house or in a bathtub. It's amazing to me that that happens, but it does. You know what? You're right. Um, Key question, Major Rayburn. With me, Major Wendell Rayborn from Iberia Parish in Louisiana. Kathleen Terriot, Victim Intervention Specialist, Cheryl LaPointe, Genetic Genealogist, Dr. Michelle Dupree, Joe Scott Morgan, Ashley Wilcott, and Dave Mack. Jackie Howard here in the studio. Where is the body, Major? That's the big question. Where is the body? Please do not tell me it's been cremated. No, she she had a funeral that was put on by the community. There was about 2,000 people at her, at her funeral. And she is buried in a local cemetery in Jinnerette. Why don't we exhume the body for Pete's sake? Dr. Michelle Dupree, I know it's been many years, but you can get DNA from a body, right? Yes, absolutely. Especially we can get mitochondrial DNA. That lasts for many, many, many years. Well, Major Rayborn, what do I need to, what petition do I need to sign? What judge do I need to suck up to to get this exhumed? That would be that in would... Uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Terrio's ballpark. Kathleen, help that, me that out. Is, that is my, and I am getting that done. I have the order all drawn up, and but I work 
in one parish, but I'm doing a murder trial in another parish. But the judge will sign the order, most definitely. Because also, uh, typically, it, the only one that could oppose it is the next of kin. And since we don't have the next of kin, I just uh, dealt with that in a murder case out of Manhattan where a woman's body is found by her little girl, by the way, dead in a bathtub. Um, all right, here comes the big gun. Sorry, Major. I'm just trying to pump him up a little bit. We know you and Kathleen and Shara are the big guns. Joe Scott Morgan, help me out. You've got the girdle. I'm sure that 55-gallon drum is long gone. But, Joe Scott, you are the professor of forensics. You wrote the book, Blood Beneath My Feet. You've got to have some good ideas. Well, I think that the girdle, uh, obviously, is going to be tied back to, to Mama. Uh, more than likely, the question is, how well has this girl been preserved over all these years? Matter of fact, is it still in existence? Like you, Nancy, I've been in a lot of evidence rooms over the course of my career, and uh, sometimes these these evidence rooms are a complete train wreck, either through you know changes in administration, movement, and one of the biggest things is from a procedural standpoint because they can't maintain continuity of evidence. You get too many hands on the situation. Now, the other thing is this. When this little angel was autopsied, what they would have generated is called a blood card, uh, which is where you take a a droplet of blood and you place it onto a card uh, that is preserved uh, in, in perpetuity, hopefully. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Dave Mack joining me. Dave Mack, what can you tell me about some sort of a receipt being found in the drum? Nancy, one of the things that came up during our investigation was what was with the baby. Of course, we've talked about the girdle, but apparently um, the Chief, the guy working the case back then, Kerry Davis, said that they also found a receipt for the girdle, and the receipt was from a local store. Well, that could crack the whole thing wide open. I mean, if it's a local store, surely in a small town like that, they would have a recollection of who bought it or may have a recollection. That person may be long gone by now. Major Rayborn, was the baby dressed or wrapped in a blanket? Not that thing. I think it was uh, just a 
uh, his bare skin was against the bag. I think it was partially covered with uh, bare skin was against the barrel. I think it was partially covered with a, a plastic bag. Now that sounds like a man put the baby in there, because I think a woman would have uh, probably wrapped it in a blanket every time. Just as this is uh, anecdotal, this is not a statistical observation. Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer, but Ashley, every single time I have seen a female dispose of a body, a baby's body. It has on an outfit or it's wrapped in a blanket or something like that. I mean, it's ironic that you can kill a baby or leave a baby to die, but you want to have it wrapped in a blanket. Yeah, it's that maternal instinct, and especially if it's their own baby, they want to kind of cuddle it, comfort it, in spite of the fact they then leave it to die. Now, that is anecdotal. So Major Rayborn telling me the baby was not wrapped up. Is that is that correct, Cataline? From what I was told and read, that the baby was wrapped, had a little bit of old newspaper on top of the baby. Mm-hmm. Like it was trying to, you know, trying to hide the baby. Interesting. Now, genetic genealogist, founder of Our Roots DNA, Shara LaPointe with us. Shara, I've tried to give you all the facts I can on a silver platter. Now, what do you make of it, Shara? What, if anything, can be done? The inscription on baby Jane Doe's tomb says, only God and her mother knew her name. Uh, It's my goal to be able to identify who baby Jane's parents are, uh, to bring closure to this poor baby and to a community who was brought together by this unfortunate death. And genetic genealogy can do this. Explain how it will work, because um, Kathleen Terriot is bound and determined she will get a judge to sign the order of exhumation, which means digging the baby's body up. It's very, very rare. You see it all the time on TV. That's not the way it goes down, Joseph Scott Morgan. It's very, very rare to get an exhumation. Would you agree with that? Oh, boy, you're not kidding, Nancy. I've been involved in a number working for you know, the coroner's office down in New Orleans and then working in Atlanta with the ME over all the years. I've been involved in a a lot of exhumations over that period of time. But to get to the point uh, where you have to jump through all of the legalese and the legal hurdles and, and, you know, pass it by judges, they want justifications for it. Uh, To disinter a a body is a major undertaking. So Mm -hmm. if you can get that done, it's almost a miracle. I've got it done before. Wait, who's, is that Cataline? Yes, Cataline. I got it done before. I had a body soon before. I bet you have. Oh, I want to meet you in the flesh. Okay, now, Cataline, just tell me in a nutshell, how did you get a body exhumed before? I just recently had to do a ton of research on exhumation, and the reasoning behind it is there's a reluctance to dig up a body because once the body is interred, that body is no longer does it don't belong to the family. It belongs to the state. And the state puts a priority, a premium on the sanctity of the burial and the body. They're really representing the dead person. So you got to jump through a lot of hurdles to get an exhumation. But, Kathleen, I just got to hear this. What body? How did you get a body exhumed and why? Well, we had a, a little girl that was hit on I-10 in Henderson, Louisiana, back in the 80s. And her body, it was a Jane Doe, and no one had ever identified her. So one of my friends, uh, I belong to a support group for victims of crime because my only child was murdered in 1994 also. so her, And her daughter was buried by this uh, Jane Doe, and she kept telling me that. And 
and we kind of decided that we were going to try to identify her. So I went to the uh, FACES laboratory at LSU, and I had met with Mary Mannheim, and she says, if y'all can get the body exhumed, I'll come down and get the body. So I went back to the district attorney's office. We wrote up the order. He signed it, got a judge to sign it. We got a funeral home to come, and I was there when they did the grave. They opened her casket, and they took her little body, and Mary took her to uh, the FACES laboratory in Baton Rouge all the way. What did you find out? Unfortunately, uh, she couldn't be identified. Mm. Well, it's not for lack of trying. No, we did try. I'm glad to know you had that experience under your belt, Catalina, because it's very rare to find someone that actually successfully gets an exhumation. You know, just an aside, Jackie just raised uh, up a, a, a note here. Dr. Michelle Dupree, does embalming a body affect the ability to retrieve DNA or extract DNA? It does affect the, the ability to extract nuclear DNA, which is typically the kind of DNA that we always talk about. However, earlier, I mentioned mitochondrial DNA. And mitochondrial DNA can be taken from the bone marrow. So if there is still bone marrow available, and this lasts a very, very long time, then embalming does not affect that, and we would still be able possibly to get DNA from that. What about the nucleus of the hair, Dr. Dupree? Couldn't you get nuclear DNA from that? Yes, you may be able to, but again, depending on how long that body has been um, buried, it may it may have deteriorated. You know, I'm, I'm completely... Um, transfixed on how we're going to identify who this baby is. Now, Cheryl LaPointe with me, genetic genealogist and founder of Our Roots DNA. Cheryl, again, thank you for being with us. How How's it going to work? Just explain it to me in regular people talk. Okay, Nancy. So genetic genealogy is actually the use of the results of, a, of an autosomal DNA test, which is a direct-to-consumer test that uh, 26 million people have tested as of today, and we use those results just like we would use a birth certificate or a census record to determine relationships between individuals. So basically, I would look at the list of the DNA matches of this baby once the DNA has been extracted and put in the correct format, and what I look for is shared matches and I need to find the common ancestors within those matches. That would give me a possible surname, a possible location of ancestors, and then I build a family tree from those ancestors. I build it down. Okay, hold on, hold on. You're going warp speed okay. with me here. Hold on just a moment. And I, are you familiar, I'm sure you are, with the recent cracking of the case of the Golden State Killer? He raped and murdered so many people throughout the California region, actually had been a cop in two different jurisdictions, and um, it was just cracked recently. And I met with the, one of the team, he's always very modest, reminds me a little bit of you, Major Rayburn, um, he always, it's Paul Holds, H-O-L-E-S, he always says, I'm part of a team, but he has taken the forefront of that, and what you're saying is right. You don't just get the DNA, say, from the rape kit or from the baby and then plug it into a machine and poof, out comes the mother or the perpetrator. He put it up on a flow chart, really a big poster. You got to go way back because the mother, in this case, may not be in the DNA databank, HOTUS. She may not be in there. 
She may very well not be a uh, criminal offender that had to give their DNA or a civilian worker. I mean, I had to give my fingerprints to be a district attorney, an assistant DA. She may have never given her DNA, but somebody connected to her may have done um, Ancestry.com or or whatever. They, she may have a relative that is a civilian, a civil servant, or in jail that gave their DNA. So you have to go back, way back, let, let's just say great, 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 great grandparents, and start building a family tree and seeing who pops up in connection to the baby. It's very complicated, Shara. Yes, Nancy, it is. Um, it, it is a process. It can take a long time to do. Um, and again, it depends on how close the matches are. Um, if, if you have a second cousin match, that means you share great-grandparents. So in that situation, I would start at the great-grandparents, look at their children, and then look at their children. And you have to have DNA on... Well, how would you know? Well, wait, how would you know it's a second cousin? Well, when you get a list of DNA matches from this company, say you test at Family Tree DNA or at Ancestry, um, what I would get is a list of DNA matches, and it tells me um, the possibility of relationships to that match, um, and it's all measured in Cinemorgan. Um, so, it, say if you were in it, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's measured it's in what? Cinemorgan. And that is the rule. Okay, Centa Margins. M-O-R-G-A-N. Centa Margins. Uh, uh, Major Rayborn and Cataline, have you ever heard this talk before? Centa Margins? I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, I feel like I'm back in school. Please keep talking, Shira. So it's measured in Centa Margins. Centa Margins is a rule of measure of DNA. A parent child would measure an average of 3,200 to 3,500. Cinemorgans. A sibling would be around 2,300. A grandparent, aunt, uncle, um, half sibling, niece, nephew would be around 1,800. So we look at those numbers and it's a puzzle. You try to fit the DNA matches together to figure out who the shared ancestor is. And then we begin building the family tree. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Stories with Nancy Grace. I want to go back to the initial facts about a little bitty baby found 
you know, my mom worked at a uh, big canning company, and I would go through the factory to get up to her office, and I would see huge drums like this. And I'm just thinking of a little bitty baby girl left in there overnight, found sucking her thumb dead the next morning. Just thinking about that. That's, it's kind of overwhelming to me, Major, because I remember how helpless the twins were when they were born. They couldn't even hold their little heads up. Major Rayburn, what do you think? If that body is exhumed, what chance do we have? With the help of Catalina and the help of Shira, what chance do we have of solving this? It is like any other case. You have to put the puzzle together, and we're hoping that Shara in her, her genealogy DNA uh, background can, can put the puzzle piece that we need in place. Uh, I first got involved with DNA in a, a serial homicide case from Baton Rouge and learned the power of chasing relatives through DNA. Uh, in that case, our serial killer had some, some uh, unique markers in his DNA that they chased in the uh, crime database that we were able to find a distant relative that started putting us on the trail to this. So I know with the advances today and the amount of DNA uh, that people have put into the databanks for their genetic research, it, it, I think we have a really good chance of finding a relative that may push us towards the mother. Wow. Has it been publicized at all yet, Major Rayburn, that you're on the hunt and that the body's going to be exhumed? Because who knows, the mother may, may, doubtful, may come forward. No, it has not been publicized, but, you know, word of mouth. Well, it's about, it's to, about be. to be. The word of mouth uh, in a small community, it will not take long. Uh, you know, our cold case detective has been poking around the PD and trying to find evidence and case files. And, you know, the, the word is starting to spread. The second the... Now, one thing still is bothering me, Major Rayborn. Well, many things, but um, thank goodness we know where the body is. That hasn't been lost in the evidence room. And, you know, on TV and in movies, they always it's always a plot that somebody hides the evidence or they steal the evidence or they swap the, the evidence. It's not it's so not like that. The evidence room is really, it's a room, usually with shelves or tables and a bunch of boxes stacked on top of each other and maybe, maybe a name scribbled across it. Somebody asked me how many cases I tried. I tried to piece it back together, but in those days, I was trying cases so fast and furious, I'd be lucky if I even wrote a defendant's name down on a list before I went to the next one. And in an evidence room, especially one that's been moved a couple of times, I find that very odd that the receipt was put in there with the girdle. Very odd indeed. Uh, But, I mean, it makes me wonder... Did a man do that? Did a man also kill the mother? I, I, there's This could go in so many different directions. But it's highly unlikely if he did kill the mother, he would dispose of their bodies separately. Anyway, that's a whole nother uh, can of worms right there. But we've got the main evidence. We've got the baby's body. That's what we need. From there, you know, we can go somewhere. We do it. We do have the body, and that's that's the first step is to retrieve the body, the evidence for from that child, and hopefully we'll get a good DNA good DNA uh, reading on it and get a good a good match somewhere. That's gonna be determined by some medical examiner that's going to take those samples. Kathleen is going to take care of getting the body exhumed, and then Cheryl Lapointe from Our Roots DNA taking the time and the energy and the man hours and the research it will take to make heads or tails out of this. 
Cataline, what do you want in the end? Because I know what I want. I want to see a name on that grave marker, and I want that baby to rest in peace. I do, too. And most, most definitely, I want to see this sweet little angel get justice. That is so important. And I want her to be identified. So that's, that's my end result is justice and for her to be identified and whoever did this to us to pay for it. You know, it just hit me. Major Rayburn, I've been sitting here analyzing this as a case, but the thought of my little Lucy at two pounds being left in a big, cold, 55-gallon drum overnight and her crying and sucking her little thumb for comfort is just is so upsetting. This little baby weighed six pounds. We have a whole community that would have, would have taken this child. Okay. We wait as justice unfolds. And our new friends, Kathleen Terriot, Major Wendell Rayburn from Iberia Parish, and Cheryl LaPointe, founder of Our Roots DNA, God willing, will be back with us as this case progresses and the investigation goes on. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible, Lisa Mattress. Tired of tossing and turning because you sleep hot? Look no further than Lisa's Chill Collection. You can say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. For a limited time, save up to $460 on a Chill Collection mattress and get two pillows free. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.